Welcome to the third season of The Coaching Cast, your working from home managers club. Regardless of where you are working right now, at home, in the office, or a blend of both, or whatever you do as a career, we've got something for you at The Coaching Cast. I'm Lisa, founder of Grip Corporate Coaching, personal performance coach, leader, and chief eye roller when it comes to all nonsensical corporate mumbo jumbo, which suffocates rather than advocates. And I'm Susie, sales and business coach at Future You Business Coaching, currently taking on my hardest coaching assignment to date, still parenting that toddler who doesn't take too kindly to being questioned. In this podcast, we aim to explore the leadership and coaching techniques required to navigate and survive the current business environment, presenting different topics each episode, which we will discuss with some special guests along the way, sharing ideas, hints and tips for you to take away and try for yourself. We hope you enjoy listening. In today's episode, we're discussing the differences between coaching and mentoring, the benefits of each and the scenarios when you would select either one of these powerful interventions to support you. Stay with us and enjoy. So before we get into this discussion today, Suze, how's your week been? Yeah, good, thank you. Um, this week is probably one of my highlights because I went to Diggerland, just Diggerland. outside Leeds. Yeah, um, and I actually really enjoyed it. It was my <laughs> kind of theme park. <laughs> Not too extreme from a ride perspective. <laughs> So what's involved at Diggerland? Is it as it suggests? It is, absolutely, um, as the name suggests. So we went to Diggerland because my little boy turns two next week. So it's like a birthday present for him. Happy birthday to Arthur. Yes, thank you. Um, And we, so the three of us went for a little family day trip out. Well, we got there. It was peeing down with rain. Obviously a standard uh, like situation, event, anything for us never seems to just like be normal and go straight forward. <laughs> we got there absolutely peeing down with rain, like probably like the worst day of rain oh, in no. about a month. It was quite biblical at the weekend. Saturday, really this was, was, yes, it? that's the day. Saturday, we yeah, Saturday. Was, the weather was terrible on Saturday. Intense rain, like that sideways rain, yeah. which are like oh yeah this is great being outside I've got all my waterproofs on but it was like literally like hammering you um so that was that and then um my little boy was probably maybe like a maybe I'd slightly not thought this through he was a little bit overwhelmed because there's obviously a lot going on and he loves diggers so it was just kind of like whoa there's so much here and I love and what have you so he, he did get a little bit overwhelmed to the point where we actually spent most of our day in the soft play that they have there, which I could have just done down the road, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, and then my husband wasn't feeling very well, um, so he didn't probably have the best day. I had a great day. So I was like, no, I'm going to make the most of this. So I went on a little ride in a digger, like a big, massive JCB. I've never been in one before. Um, <laughs> so I went to take Arthur to go in it, and he was like, not interested didn't want to go in so I was like oh I'm gonna still go and have a nice little trip out on this digger so I got in on my own and this (laughs) honestly this girl and I say girl she was like 17 
was driving me around in this massive JCB digger, like <laughs> through this forest and like around. And we were just like having a chat. But at the time, I did think to myself, like, are you qualified to be driving this massive JCB digger? Because I think you've probably just potentially got your license, like, to drive a car. So it was all kind of a bit weird. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I had a great time. I really made the most of it, even though the weather was crap. Arthur wasn't really that interested and my husband wasn't feeling very well. Um, standard day out for us. Oh, um, but making I the most out of the opportunities. Yeah. What's not to like? Yeah, yeah, it was a brilliant theme park for me. Nothing too extreme. It was all very like safe and contained. <laughs> my ideal day out, to be honest. Apart from a teenager driving you around in a huge, mm. like heavy duty vehicle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I tried not to think about that too much. <laughs> and then there was this other ride where you sit in like the... Um, like the bucket of a JCB and it lifts up into the sky like really high in the sky and you just sit there for like three minutes and look around so this, this obviously what you can see the view is amazing because you're so high up so I did that as well I just sat there and I was like well, I'm away from my family for a few minutes <laughs> again on your own yeah my own. Brilliant. I was like I'll just take this in. surrounded by like four five six year olds who were like <laughs> loving it and I sat there like it's good isn't it it's really fun <laughs> Who random? Who thought of the concept of Diggerland? There's one down south. I think there's two down south, and there's oh, one. Is it? Yeah, and there's one just outside Leeds, which is the one we went to. Um, Mind blown. Never knew about this. But yeah, it's also got a great soft play. But I mean, you don't need to go to Diggerland just to go to the soft play like we did. But anyway, um, yeah. So great week. Went to Diggerland. Um, but I have a question for you. Actually, I need to know: Did you make it to Cheltenham? I did. Following on from last week's episode. I did. I made it to Cheltenham. Okay. So, yeah. So, I, I on that Tuesday after we finished recording, I went to the petrol station nearby that I made mention of that I'd had the tip off that was yep. still stopped and still doing well. Yep. And I approached it. And the whole way I was literally like, oh, God, this could be like one of those mo- like I could get to the petrol station it could be empty and then I can't go anywhere else because I really didn't feel that confident I had enough fuel to like get me on to work yeah so I approached the petrol station and the forecourt looked busy like there were cars queuing on it but it didn't look out like anything outrageous and so I was like swung in and I was like well they've clearly got fuel so this is positive because people are queuing and then a gap became available that suited me in terms of it was unleaded it was the right side of my vehicle for my petrol cap and no one went into it and I was like why is no one going into the gap you're like Like, hello why is no one going to the pump and I thought well if no one else is going to I will so I, I got into there and I kept thinking there must be a catch like there must be like maybe this pump is empty and I, I'm a mug and I just didn't know about that but anyway I got out of the car lifted the pump filled my car up and the whole time I was like there's got to be a catch here like why am like, I able to fill up Ant and Deck were about to jump out yeah. like ah, <laughs> you've actually filled your car up with diesel you know that kind of thing but no so I filled up wow. and it was all very straightforward which I kept thinking something's there's definitely something up here but there we go so I filled up my car and I was able to go to Cheltenham on Thursday but I have to admit I've never monitored my fuel usage like I have in I know. the last like week. I'm doing the same, definitely. Like, it's become a bit obsessive. I'm also slightly shocked at how 
much I seemed to get through in a mm. short period of time. So I was convinced that a whole tank, which is what I was able to purchase, would get me through to the end of like, well, at least four weeks. Well, at this rate, I think it's going to be gone in two. And I'm like, oh, God, like I really did mm. get through the fuel. So that's an eye opener. But yeah, managed to get to Cheltenham. Winning. Um, well yeah, done. I, I apologise to all listeners and viewers of this episode. I have got a, hor- a horrendous cold. Yeah, so Lisa is feeling a bit off today. I, but the show must go on. She's doing very well. Yeah, um, the show must go on. But I am very snotty, so I apologise. So no COVID here. Other viruses are available. It is just the cold, which, you know, the first cold I've actually had in two years, if not over two years, because I think the last time I had a cold was when you and I were working together. And I do remember it. Do you remember? You probably don't remember. I don't know why you would hold that in your memory. <laughs> it wasn't that exciting, but it was bad. And I think we had a meeting and we had to go to the Hilton near Heathrow. And I'm sure I rocked up full of cold. And I'm pretty certain you and all of our teammates were really like, yeah, kind of thinking you shouldn't have bothered. As in... Was that when I was pregnant? I think you might have been. Yeah, I think I do remember that. Actually. And I was really heavily full of cold. Yeah. Do you remember? We sat in the yeah. like Hilton VIP lounge. Yeah. Oh, I but, love the Hilton Terminal 5 VIP lounge. Yeah. But many God. time spent in there. But yeah, it was bad. So yeah, I'm a complete snot ridden. So apologies to everybody because the tissues are out. I'm trying to like plug it. It's not well, we'll see how we go. This this may not be our best episode, but hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll <laughs> we'll get we'll get through. Yeah. <laughs> Set us up there. So you set us up. <laughs> cool. All right then. So should we get cracking? Let's go. In today's episode, we're discussing the two supportive developmental interventions of coaching and mentoring, which are commonly found and utilised in the workplace. We found during our careers, pre and post becoming qualified coaches, that the two are often discussed together, sometimes interchangeably, and yet the two are very, very different. Both are powerful interventions when utilised appropriately and correctly and at the necessary times. But what are the key differences and when would you choose one over the other? So today, Susie and I will discuss the two and offer our own experiences and personal views on coaching and mentoring. So to start with, let's discuss mentoring and what the hell it is. So, Suze, how would you describe mentoring and when have you used it and why would you use it? Yeah. So I, I've mentioned to Lisa before we started this podcast, um, as I was doing my prep for this episode, I realized I'd actually written a 7,000 word assignment on this topic <laughs> as part of my coaching qualification. Um, so I'm hopeful that I have a few views that I can bring to this discussion around uh, mentoring. So um, I would describe mentoring um kind of in the following way so for me it's a very directive process so when you mentor someone you are helping uh, a potential individual who's like seeking help or support or advice from um, somebody who is very knowledgeable in a particular subject area or has a particular skill set, which that other person, the mentee, is looking to build and to um, learn from and, and grow themselves. So it's very about, very much about answer giving to a lot of um, questions that the mentee has. Um, so it's very uh, one-sided, it's very directive as a process, and it can be 
quite a, a long-term approach sometimes as well, especially if you're building knowledge or skill or capability over um, a long period of time. And where mentoring is really, really critical um, in terms of scenarios to use it, in my experience, is around um, when you have a new starter in your team or in a, in a new role and you're wanting to... Um, like I said before, build knowledge and skills in order to do that role successfully. You may bring in um, and introduce a mentoring relationship for that particular individual who's new um, to learn off uh, more knowledgeable counterparts. And that's about, um, you know, building a lot of that skill set and, and that transfer of knowledge and of answers. So um, that's a scenario where I've really used mentoring to um, help others. And I know when I led a team, a lot of my managers used mentoring at the very start of that phase for an individual to really help them grow their confidence and, and their capability. Um, I've also had a mentor, actually. So just to kind of bring a different experience into the conversation, um, so I had a commercial mentor when I moved from managing a field sales role into becoming a national account manager, managing um, some national accounts, funnily enough. Um, and I had a commercial, man, uh, commercial mentor then who very much their role was about demonstrating to me what good looked like in terms of um, facilitating my way through that role and completing tasks that we had to do on a frequent basis, how you would go about doing that. And they kind of showed me really the nuts and bolts of how to do that role well. And they were also a go-to person for any questions that I had in relation to that new role that I was transitioning into. And they also I suppose, kind of supported me around who I needed to build relationships with, whether that was with from a customer perspective or actually back in the organisation as well. Now I was in this new, slightly different role. So it was quite an encompassing experience for me when I um, had a mentor. I found it massively helpful in building my confidence and also building my capability to go and then do the job. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of my experience of, of, of mentoring and how I would kind of define it. Lisa, have you got anything that you would add or any any kind of different perspectives? So I think mentoring was always a term that used to get thrown around a lot in, in many of the organisations I worked with. And it would come up most commonly around the development conversation when yeah. individuals were talking about and me included were talking about so what's next for me so what where do I want to go in this organization what role would I like to do would I like to um, seek a promotion and take on more responsibility often in those circumstances those who manage me would throw the term around of get a mentor and, and I do think it does get used quite a lot in that context sometimes not incorrectly but I think a little bit too dismissively in terms of like a throwaway like oh you want to progress get a mentor mm. um and I think at times my experience has been that when a, a manager of mine has not necessarily invested the time in thinking about my personal development and my actual needs and recognize their role in that in terms of the time they may need to invest a mentor's been suggested as a way to 
I sound awful. I don't mean palm it off, but I kind of do mean palm it off on somebody else. Okay. Um, which is, oh, you've got, you want to progress. Oh, great. I think you should get a mentor. <laughs> um, and I do think sometimes organisations can be guilty of that. Mm. You know, I, I definitely worked in an organisation previously where if you were if you were wanting to be recognised as an individual who had potential and was a leader of the future, you had to have a mentor as part of your, you know, demonstration of, of the like investment yeah. you were making in yourself. And actually it was as though like, because you had a mentor, you were wearing around like a badge, like I've got a mentor. So I'm wearing my yeah. mentor badge. Because, like a badge of honour. Yeah, a little bit. And it, it was a little bit like that, like, oh, um, you know, Kathy is someone who we're deeming to be um, capable of ongoing uh, promotion in the future. And so, you know, she's got a mentor and her mentor is X. And th- there was definitely that like, oh, who's your mentor? You know, depending on like, oh, so-and-so's got, <laughs> you know, um, Barry, who's head of sales. So like, obviously she must have real potential because she's got head of as her mentor. You know, it, it was a little bit like that at times, I think. But I mean, that's me being, you know, I'm being a bit tongue in cheek because I see a lot of value in mentoring. It's got a a valuable role to play. But I suppose it's like all these things like, you know, we'll talk about it with coaching. It's about recognising what the intervention is actually there to do and how to really utilise it well. Because I think when it comes to seeking a mentor for yourself, I think it's really being clear about what do you want to get out of that relationship and therefore are you clear about who would be a good mentor for you who's best suited to you to do that and then also checking in that they themselves have the capacity and the willingness to do it yeah because I've definitely had mentors in the past who just were not invested in being my mentor yeah and so you know, it's not going to work, essentially. You have to ensure that the person actually understands what the expectation is of them, both in terms of what they offer to you and the time. Because like like all these things, they take time. People have to like give their time to do it. Um, Absolutely. But it's it's like recognising, so what are you there for? But in terms of your interpretation of a mentor, then yes, I concur. You know, it's that that sort of semi-structured relationship and it does require some form of structure. That's why I mentioned about being clear of the expectations on the individuals, because you mm. always have to be clear on yourself about the responsibility you have in that relationship too, to actually take on board the advice and take action from it if you want to get something out of it. As I said, mm. it's not like we've just been playing around with. It's not just a badge of honour. You don't just walk around going, I'm not a mentor, so therefore I'm going to be successful in my next job, you know. You actually I'm going to get a badge made, actually. Like, mentor. Sounds really cool. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's that sort of semi-structured arrangement and relationship where yeah. it's about being clear on what it is you want to achieve from that relationship you know it still comes back there's still that similarity between the two like coaching and mentoring there about, is. Having, about, about having a goal I would say from the purpose of the relationship um and then being clear about well what advice do you want what guidance are you looking for what questions do you have for that individual because I like the way you put it it is the kind of flip side to coaching and that the individual who is being mentored I believe is the one who has to have the questions mm. For sure. Because also as well, 
so I think you've given some great advice there actually in terms of um, that mentoring relationship and both parties being clear on their responsibilities, their roles, and actually the expectation. I think that's really, really good <coughs> advice there. To build off that, I would say, um, you know, you, I had, a, I've had a mentor um, when I set up my own business because I didn't know what I didn't know. Yeah. And you don't, do you? No, like, no. In, you don't know what you don't know. So, I've got a really great business mentor, um, Maisie, shout out to Maisie. Um, and I have a kind of, I suppose, a more informal conversation with her, maybe like once a quarter or so, where I talk about my experiences. But I also give her my questions, which yeah. I need help and advice on, or I'm not sure what to do um, and guidance. And I'm like, what did you do in this? Like, how would you approach this? And it's very much the agenda, similar to coaching in some respects, this is very much driven by me Mm. in the sense that I have lots of questions I need her help answering and I think that is um kind of a really critical part of defining the benefit of of that mentoring relationship is that you very much have to lead it yourself as the mentee so as the person being mentored um so you get out of it what you need. So going back again to your great advice before, which is about defining your outcome, mm. being really clear on what that is and, and how that supports you. Yeah. So on that note, like it's interesting. So you yourself have got a business mentor. You've got mm. Maisie. How did you select Maisie to be your business mentor? <laughs> yeah, great question. So probably in a slightly um, untraditional way. <laughs> So I met Maisie through somebody else, through some networking, and I instantly just liked this lady. Mm. And she was very much on my wavelength. She's very credible in what she says. She's very honest, very authentic. She um, runs a fairly similar business to me, slightly different angle. Um, and she tells you how it is. And I just really warmed to her, even though it was on screen. Yeah. She agreed to kind of like have a conversation with me. And I really warmed to her. There was something about her which I felt comfortable opening up um, to her with. And um, I just asked her, like, would you be up for kind of, you know, being a bit of a mentor for me? You seem to have, you know, a lot of knowledge around setting your own business up, especially in this kind of area which I now operate in. Um, And she said, yes. And she had some great, she's had some great advice and continues to give me some some great advice. And and actually, I just really enjoyed chatting to her. She's a really fun person to be around. And she builds me up. And I think you work for yourself. Um, And we're going to talk about this in a later episode, actually, in the the season. But when you work for yourself, it can be quite lonely because you don't have a big team around you. And I know a lot of our listeners who listen to this podcast um, are small business owners and some of them listen to this podcast for for company as well as to kind of um you know help them with things but um she's actually just a great person for for me to kind of problem solve with and bounce off and to answer my questions so it's probably a slightly more traditional um kind of slightly different way in terms of um, getting a mentor than if you were working in an organization and there's a more formal structured mentoring program and you get assigned you know depending on what you're looking for etc some of those principles still apply but it was a bit more kind of informal in terms of the way I met her but I think you're right in terms of I think the principles are the same so you mentioned you warm to her you clearly like her approach the, the way she approaches things she's straight talking 
you know is is what attracted you to her or one of the many things that attracted you to her the fact that she has a similar business different angle but she's got a similar business so there's a there's a relation there like you can correlate with one another and you can you know see the similarities in what you're trying to achieve with what she's achieved so I think all of those things are really key when you're seeking a mentor I think sometimes that's where formal mentorship programs in organizations can go slightly wrong which Mm. is not necessarily enabling people to be matched with those who actually suit them in respect of the approach, the way they work and they, what they themselves are, are wanting to achieve. I know, I know I was always encouraged to identify a mentor who reflected what I was wanting to achieve. Mm. But obviously you have to start, like I've already said, with, yeah, but what exactly is that that you're trying to achieve? But for example, I do think you have to think carefully about even like gender, So I know I was looking for mentors and thinking, well, do you know what? I want to be a successful woman in business. I want to be a head of department. I would like, therefore, to find a mentor who is a female, who is a head of a department, who has successfully progressed through this organisation and is, is doing well in that role because that's who I would like to be. Mm. And there is that like mirror image that's quite, I think, key because it's essentially like a mentor is a role model. They're someone you want to, that you look up to. So I think, you know, it wouldn't have made sense for me to have picked uh, a a man in his fifties heading up a department of something I'm not even interested in. Not because they wouldn't have had anything to offer me. That's not what I'm saying, but because the relatability is not there. So I wouldn't have been able to see the opportunity in them in terms of looking in the mirror, like I would have with a, with a woman. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like, I think that is essentially one of the key principles of of seeking and really benefiting from mentoring. Mm. I think having a mentor can be really motivational for some, because like you said, it, it sets a really clear vision for that other person around what is possible. Mm. And if you're very much driven by seeing that visual representation of what you're working towards or what you're aiming for, that is can be hugely powerful and, and motivational. And so you have to then seek that right vision for what that is in the yeah, future totally. out and make sure that that's absolutely uh, role modeling where you're trying to get to and what you're trying to be. Yeah, because um, yeah, that work. person is, is demonstrating to you that it is possible. Exactly. I think... The key watch out always is that you are different people. You're not the same. Yeah, you definitely are. Uh, And so you don't, you need to make sure you don't compromise your own personality, your own values, your own um, perspectives and thoughts on things, because actually there's huge benefits in diversity of of thought that's a whole other topic which (laughs) we're going to talk about again later on in the season so we won't go into it now but um, yeah you absolutely have to you know be uh very set on that and and clear yeah and I think I think also recognizing that what worked for them is useful for you to know and understand but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's right for you so if there's anything that ever gets offered 
as advice or a recommendation that is all it is or rather that's all it should be and I think that's the watch out is ensuring that that is how it's being presented and that it's not a this is what you have to do because you don't have to do anything and you can learn from others and mirror what you like but there will be elements of what they've chosen to do that may just not suit you and that's okay yeah Okay, so um, hopefully that's given you a bit of an explanation around mentoring, what it is, what scenarios can um, it be really helpful in, and also some of the um, kind of advice or watch outs if you're uh, thinking about getting a mentor for yourself. So let's then transition on to coaching um, and how we would define or best describe coaching. So I'll kick off because I've got some thoughts which um, I'd love to get your your views on. So coaching is such a broad definition in the sense of it can be used in relation to life coaching, business coaching. You and I are performance coaches. I'm a sales coach. So actually the kind of areas that it can transition into are very vast. Um, and, you know, if you go on LinkedIn, especially, you'll see lots of different uh, people who do lots of different coaching in different areas and, and, and sectors. But kind of stripping it back into in terms of its actual definition of what coaching is. Um, for me, it's very much owned. The agenda is very much owned and the process is owned and driven by the coachee themselves. And it's about the coach asking questions that you wouldn't necessarily ask yourself so that you have the opportunity to spend some time really reflecting and thinking at a different level to what you would do if you were asking those questions um, to yourself. It prompts thinking that you might not necessarily think of. And actually the, the key difference between mentoring is that the coach is asking the questions they are not necessarily giving the answers unless you know they're asked to provide some guidance and and some answers but it's very much focused in on the coachee and the individual and them providing the answers to their to the questions that the coach is posing so that they really come up with the solutions they come up with the the choices that are ahead of them in terms of moving forward making progress and so they very much own the next steps and and the agenda of that um I mean obviously Lisa and I are both trained and accredited coaches we are so fascinated by the process of coaching and how it can help people and I know it's you know it is a, a concept which is quite misunderstood isn't it by a lot of individuals in terms of what it is and the value that it can bring yeah, without a doubt. I think the way you've described it is is good, though, which is I think the key word there is accountability. I think the fact is when you ask yourself questions, who's holding you accountable to answer them? Mm-hmm. Well, no one, unless you're really disciplined in yourself to be able to do that, which <clears throat> I think very few of us are. There's no one held, holding you account. I think that's the beauty of having a coach is that the coach is asking the question. It's coming from them. Even if they're asking you questions that you yourself may ask yourself at times, it's externalizing them. It's it's vocalizing them and it's putting you under pressure to answer them and answer to them to somebody else. But actually, even though they're holding you account to that, it is for your own benefit. Um, I do always use this quote that, is totally not from me. It's from John Whitmore, who 
is sort of known as one of the founding fathers of coaching and wrote an incredible book called Coaching for Performance, which if anyone is interested, it is a bit of a Bible for those of us who started out in coaching. It's it's a book that commonly gets utilised by trainees right at the start. So the quote I've taken is, coaching is unlocking a person's potential to maximise their own performance. It is helping them to learn rather than teaching them. Mm. And I think that's what I think really defines the difference between mentoring and coaching in that mentoring is about teaching someone else, um, you know, a, um, a way forward based on their own experience and saying, I've done this. So this is what I therefore can give to you to teach you how to do the same. Whereas coaching is actually encouraging the person to learn from themselves mm. and isn't telling them anything. It's not the only teaching that's going on is, you can, you are capable, the answers lie within you. And that's the lesson that you're learning. And it's just helping to draw that out of yourself. So that is definitely a quote that I always come back to time and time again. (laughs) And I think, you know, I've talked about my own personal coaching experience in the past in I think the earlier season, very first season we did of the coaching cast, but it's always one that I come back to, to try and help bring to life coaching and what the fundamental difference is. So for someone who's been mentored, and also coached and at a very critical time in my career I know that at the time when I I sought coaching it was because I fundamentally I fundamentally needed to restore my self-confidence and no mentor was going to be able to do that for me because the fact was it didn't matter whether somebody else was looking at me and saying but you're doing well and you're capable I didn't believe it and the fact is, if you don't believe those things for yourself, they you simply won't be able to 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 bring your capabilities to life. You won't be able to move yourself forward. You won't be able to resolve your problems because you don't have that belief system in place at the time to be able to draw on your inner resources and say, yeah, I'm going to make this happen. So it didn't matter that I had mentors around me who I'd utilised throughout my whole career trying to lift me up because I was just so far down in myself that I couldn't get the strength to do anything. And it was only through coaching and being able to really deeply explore with them and their support what was going on and why did I feel that way. And therefore, if I could understand why I was feeling that way, I could better see the solutions. Yeah that I was able to become, you know, unstuck and restore my self-confidence. And that was through that process of being asked questions, really tap into um, what was going on. And then the power of coming up with the answers myself, you know, I think that's where coaching is at the right time in the right scenarios, so hugely helpful because it does enable you to, build your strength yeah Um, and I've got an example when I was coached where absolutely it helped me build my strength and that was um so I've had coaching twice in my um kind of life to date or career to date the last time I had it was when I was really wrangling about whether I should transition my career into coaching from sales um and I've done it obviously but um only I knew the answer to that question and I needed a coach to help me um get to that answer 
um, because I was going round and round in circles. I was, my logical brain was doing all the logic side of the pros and cons. My emotional brain was doing all the emotional side of the pros and cons of of making that transition and that leap. Um, And I was just kind of, it was all a bit mixed up in my head. It was all very muddled, all very kind of um, joined together as well. And actually, I got a coach to help me unpick a lot of that. And actually, through working through that process, you know, I'm now doing coach. I am now a yeah, coach. It's yeah. my job. I, I did it. I, did, I transitioned. But I don't know if I would have necessarily been able to do it if I hadn't have worked through that with my Mm, coach at the mm. time Steph so again shout out to Steph um, and got the confidence and the self-belief that um, that was the conclusion that I was going to come to and that I was confident in that conclusion I needed to do that in order to move forward exactly Um, and I think I think that's the fundamental difference it came from you yes it comes out of you and that is a much more I think powerful experience. I think, as I said, when someone's telling you, yeah, but you can do it, it's coming from an external. And yeah, that is that is supportive, it is reassuring, it is recognition, and we're all motivated slightly different. Um, I think our motivations though change and can change depending on the scenario at different times in our lives as to whether that's going to be enough or not. Um, because it totally depends where you're at. But I think when that comes from yourself that realization comes from yourself that's where the the confidence is built from that's where the self-belief is built from in a way that I don't think any training or teaching or mentoring can can offer the same yeah I don't think it can get into that depth no it doesn't go as deep for for an individual because in in a training environment in particular you know it's more of what I would call like a sheep dip kind of scenario you go in you learn a little bit about something and then you kind of move on um and I think as well you know the examples we've used there for coaching are very much where there's been like I suppose changes happening so for me that was a career change you were talking about you know changing in terms of your next role and actually your self-belief and development Mm. attached to that but actually if you're not necessarily experiencing that or feeling that or at that point in your life coaching can still apply so you may have just started a new job and you're feeling a bit um unclear a bit wobbly about how to move forward coaching can really help within that scenario as well it can also help in terms of you've got a challenging team or customer situation client situation you're not sure how to approach it you're not sure what the solution is coaching can be a great intervention to help you unpick that working one-on-one and making you become clearer again having the answer having the solution that you've generated to move forward and I think that's for me the key element is about coaching really can help you become clear and move forward it's Mm. a very forward focused process um, and that's really critical in terms of the outcome that you want to get to if you embark on coaching because I think especially in organizations you know coaching can be quite misunderstood about the benefit it can provide and the value it can bring because it is intangible value um a a lot of the time you know you can't necessarily measure it by metrics and Mm. and put a a really well-defined return on investment on it but if you've been through coaching and you've had a good coaching experience and that's if you've picked a you know a great coach which hopefully you have 
you'll soon become an advocate of it and it will kind of go f- and snowball from there. Yeah. Um, and it is just so powerful. I mean, I could talk about coaching for, for the next like week because I just <laughs> love it so much and you know, do it as a job. So, you know, I'm very privileged to do it as a job, but um, yeah, the, it, you know, it is so powerful. And I think I've got a great quote here um, just to kind of bring things to um, that summary. So about the difference between coaching and mentoring, a coach has some great questions for your answers. A mentor has some great answers for your questions. And I think that's a really simple quote just to summarize the difference between between the two there. In every other episode, we will continue to feature a listener question shared by one of our brave listeners of the coaching cast and offer our thoughts, experience and tips for them to try. If you have a question you would like us to play in an episode and offer you support to address, then just email us at hello at thecoachingcast.co.uk or message us on Instagram at thecoachingcast. All of our listener questions can be anonymous if this is your preference. In our next episode, we are collaborating with a special guest from start to finish. So if you have a question that you would like the three of us to tackle, then please do send it through to us and we will play that and discuss it for your benefit. When we came up with the idea for this podcast back in the summer of 2020, one of the key objectives was to build and grow a community for all of us who had found ourselves working remotely, potentially permanently, and also to plug the gap created from no longer being with our colleagues and friends on a daily basis. Since our launch in February this year, the podcast has evolved as our working environments have continued to change. However, our objective has remained the same. To build on this, we wanted to create an affectionate nickname for all of you, our listeners. So we recently ran a poll on Instagram to choose a nickname. And the name that you voted for is, drum roll please. That was a drum roll. The nickname is the Corporate Bullshit Bashers, a.k.a. the CBBs, which (laughs) honestly makes me laugh so much because I have the channel CBBs on my house. Oh, like all the time. I know. Maybe not quite appropriate considering it relates to a kids program. But yeah, the CBBs. So we we hope you love it as much as we do. So uh, let's continue CBBs. So it's now time for Bullshit Bingo, where we call out phrases which get commonly used in the workplace, which make us cringe. So today's Bullshit Bingo is in the loop. (laughs) Suze, what are your thoughts on in the loop? Well, firstly, my thoughts are I've got a prop for this. Oh, it's back. back. Right, everyone, you've got to jump onto YouTube. Jump onto YouTube to watch the uh, prop come to life. What has she got for us this week? Bloody hell. So this is like a loop toy. It goes round <laughs> lots of different loops. Very simple in its context. However, just to bring the visual representation of this bullshit bingo to life, um, props will continue for the rest of this season. Um, so <laughs> okay. in the loop, in the, in loop. the loop. Keep me in the loop. Yeah, I've used this. I've definitely I'll be honest. used this. I I've think. definitely, definitely used this. I even used this yesterday. Oh, brilliant. So a really yeah. recent one. This is a recent bullshit bingo brilliant. for me. Um, I used it yesterday uh, in a client meeting. Yeah, yeah. 
So I was like, keep me in the loop. That'd be great. Yeah, 100% use this. Um, I mean, it's not that bad. On the grounds of like bullshit bingos, this one isn't that bad. Yeah, I don't this think is more of a mild. This is mild. This is fine. Yeah. Like, yeah. keep me informed. Keep me in the loop. It's kind of like a nice, like casual, like, I think this is quite sweet, really, like this one. I like this one, like, keep me in the loop. Yeah. I don't think this is that bad. I don't think this is this other. other. This is no. not that bad. Considering, like, like last week, was last week Capturing Hearts and Minds? Oh, I mean, one of my faves. Yeah, Capturing I mean, that that really is, like, makes me want to puke. But in the loop, I mean, that is mild. That's all right. I yeah. think we, we'll keep this one. Sorry, everyone. I'll see BBs. We're keeping in the loop. Loop de loop. Um, so if you've got any bullshit bingos that you hear in the workplace and want us to feature it on a future episode, DM us or email us at hello at thecoachingcast.co.uk and they can feature on a future episode. So we're coming to the end of today's episode where we've been discussing the differences between coaching and mentoring which we hope has been clear for all of you, our listeners, and helpful in your journey to seek out one of these powerful interventions. So our tips from today to help you to be able to do that are as follows. So number one, define your outcome and how you want to work. So be really clear about this. Do you want to be challenged in respect of your thinking or are you really seeking a mentor to be able to guide you, teach you, Uh, who you can mirror they are very different types of approaches and therefore you have to really think about the way in which you prefer to work prefer to be challenged prefer to grow the second one is be clear about the commitment for yourself that you're prepared to make so whether it be coaching or mentoring you're only going to get out of it what you put in Sorry about that, that age old saying, but it's totally true. And like we've discussed, it's not about wearing a badge of honor around as though having a mentor or having a coach is going to get you to that next level, whether it be about progression or move you forward. You've got to do this for yourself. So be prepared to commit time, energy and headspace to get the best out of either of these interventions. And the third one, and I think this is a really critical one that Susie brought to life with her examples, is really find someone who suits you. I know this was key for me when I sought out a coach recently, and it's really, really important that you find someone who fulfills exactly what you want to achieve. So go back to point number one and who really works in a way that you like to work. Uh, whether that be in a way that you admire or that you want to mirror or that you just know suits you in terms of getting the best out of you. So really, really important. Don't worry, you don't have to remember all of these top tips right now. We will post them on our Instagram account this week and all of those uh, posts are saved so you can revisit our grid and find the top tips uh, both from this season and the first two seasons if you ever want to look back. And you can find our page on Instagram at The Coaching Cast. As well as our top tips, we've got some questions to help uh, challenge your thinking and support you to make the right decisions. And they are as follows. Number one is what do you want to achieve? Number two is on a scale of one to ten, one being not at all and ten being 100 percent. How clear are you about the actions you're going to take to get you what you want? Number three is how do you like to be challenged? What enables you to be at your best? And number four, I've added in a cheeky fourth one this week. Who do you admire and who can support you in what you want to achieve? We hope you have enjoyed today and have some new ideas to take away and try for yourselves. If you have any questions, 
thoughts or feedback, we do absolutely love hearing from you. So please contact us at hello at thecoachingcast.co.uk or on Instagram at thecoachingcast. Your support means everything. Therefore, if you like what you've heard, then give us a follow on Instagram at The Coaching Cast. Leave us a review on Apple and Google Podcasts. And most importantly, subscribe to future episodes wherever you listen to your podcasts. And also on YouTube, where you can watch these recorded episodes <laughs> and see Susie utilising her weird and wonderful props to bring to props. life our bullshit bingos. All you need to do, as always, is search for The Coaching Cast. So next week's episode is going to be a bit different. So heads up, it's our first ever collaboration podcast episode. Yes. So (laughs) it's going to be a mashup of the coaching cast and your Bravo career podcast, which is hosted by Mark Crossfield, a friend of the podcast and also a career coach. So Mark will be joining us for the entire episode where we will be talking about our experiences of transitioning our careers in our theatres. Plus, there'll be our favourite bullshit bingos. And Mark will also be sharing his hints and tips for how to get clear about your next career move. So keep your eyes peeled for this. It's going to be good plus slightly chaotic I imagine I'm gonna wish him all the luck in the world it'll be great around co-hosting with Lisa and I that's true that's true hopefully my cold will have cleared up by then and I'll stop snotting all over the microphone um so we both love music as those of you who listen to us well know our CBBs and we use it to motivate and energize us so we like to finish each and every episode with our personal song recommendation So this week, it is my choice, and I've had to debate a couple of different song choices because there are too many that I just wanted to play this week. But mine this week is Harachi Light by Hot Chip. I love it. So I hope you enjoy listening to that and it gives you energy as you bound into your next meeting online or face to face if you've progressed into the office. I'm very jealous and excited for you. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you, RCBBs. Um, Have a great week. And remember, you've got this.